Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. We have finished chapter 4. Today we start chapter 5. This is episode 96, and today we're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Let's read the passage together. After this, a Jewish festival took place, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem there is a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been disabled for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath. This begins a new section in the Gospel of John. Some people call this the festival cycle. This is chapters 5 through 11, because uh, several of the Jewish festivals are mentioned we're entering a period of opposition that Jesus will receive. As Jesus' ministry becomes more well-known, he starts to get more public opposition. Verse 1 says, After this, a Jewish festival took place. A lot of people really want to try and identify this festival. Which which festival is it? Is it the Passover? Is it the Feast of Tabernacles? Is it the, the Feast of Lights? Is it the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, the point is, we, we don't know. John didn't tell us. If John considered it to be important, he would have identified what the festival was, but he didn't, because that's not the point of the story. So he just says there's a festival. This is why they go to Jerusalem, because you go to Jerusalem for these important festivals. Then in verse 2, he says, by the sheep gate in Jerusalem. Now, sheep gate, there's some debate here. The word is just pertaining to sheep, so sheeply. So, by the sheeply, it seems best that it means the sheep gate, because there really was a sheep gate in Jerusalem, in the northwest part of the city, a small gate through the the city wall called the sheep gate. Uh, There has been some uh, excavation in the area from where, where now St. Anne's Church is. Uh, they've discovered a, a, a double pool with five colonnades, and that's in that vicinity of, of Jerusalem. So uh, by the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, so he's not at the temple. He's in another area, not far from the temple, but they're not at the temple, and you would have had to purposely go here. And the place is called Bethesda in Aramaic. And there's five colonnades, or porches, near this pool. And there, in verse 3, Within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Now we're told later that they're here looking for healing, because there's a belief that if you can get into the pool when the water is stirred, that you will be, be healed. And in fact, uh, verse 4, many Bible translations leave out verse 4. Some include it because the the oldest manuscripts do not include verse 4. But for those that do, it's the 
verse 4 says that an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after entering the water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease he was afflicted with. That's explanation. Uh, most scholars believe that was added in later. So a, a lot of the of Bibles don't include that. We see it later on. So there's a belief that every now and then when the water stirs or bubbles or you know, probably an underground spring there and every now and then they get a, a bubble of air or something. And if you could be the first one into the pool, uh, chances are you'll be healed. And so that's why all these disabled people are there. Verse 5, one man who had been disabled was there for 38 years. There's no significance so we can really uh, tribute to the, the number 38 other than just that's a long time. This guy's been here at this pool hoping to get healed for 38 years. And Jesus approaches him. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Now, some points. Jesus purposely went here. This isn't uh, along the main thoroughfare anywhere. This isn't like the beggars who want to be where the most traffic is so they can beg for any kind of charity that people would give them. The people were there, and this is a place for the, the disabled, hoping to get healed when an angel comes and stirs the water of the pool. So this is a, well, this is probably a place that people in polite society don't go to because you're going to deal with uh, sick people, disabled people people who are on the lower end of society. So this is an area you had to purposely go to, but Jesus did. He purposely went to this area, obviously purposely to encounter people. And he encounters this man who's been there for 38 years. And he asks him, do you want to get well? Now we would say, that's a silly question. Uh, of course he wants to get well. Why else would he be hanging out at this pool day in, day out? He wants to get well. Of course he wants to get well. But Jesus is challenging him here with, what is it you really want? What is it that you're really after? And, and the man is after healing. That's why he's at the pool. In verse 7, Sir, the disabled man answers, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. So we don't know if the man has to crawl or if he has to use a crutch or, or what his actual issue is. But we know he is not very mobile and it's hard for him to get to the pool when the water gets stirred up and somebody else always beats him to it. And if he just had somebody, if he just had somebody to help him, things would be better. This man's hope is in the pool. And this kind of speaks to this man's view of God. How does he think God operates? Well, God operates, uh, I guess, maybe out of his mercy, he sends an angel periodically to stir the water of the pool, but that it's first come, first served. To who can cash in on God's mercy first is the one who gets the blessing. And his hope really is in the pool. And so here he is, confronted with God in the flesh, the one who has power over life and death, the one who can heal him, but he doesn't know it. He doesn't recognize it. His hope is in the pool. And this is a, well, just the, the picture here of a man being asked by God in the flesh, 
what do you want? And his answer is, I want to get in the pool. I want to get in the pool of water. He's missing it completely. And it's very tragic, the, the picture that John paints here. Jesus doesn't give him a lesson in theology. He doesn't argue. And notice Jesus doesn't even inquire as to his faith. Uh, many times, you see, if you have the faith, you can be healed. And, and somebody may confess, well, my faith is weak. The faith doesn't enter into this discussion at all. In verse 8, get up, Jesus told him. Pick up your mat and walk. So Jesus asked him if he wanted to be healed, and he didn't say, yes, Lord, I want to be healed. Will you heal me? He says, I can't get in the pool. Everybody beats me to nobody's going to help me. Now, we don't know if the guy's really in, in a pity party or he's just trying to explain things to Jesus. But Jesus doesn't deal with faith at all. He just says, basically, get up and walk. You're healed. And the man does. Verse 9. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat, and started to walk. Now, that day was the Sabbath. The fact that it's the Sabbath is important, but we'll deal with that uh, next time. Right now, just the, the point that the man is instantly healed, picks up his mat, and starts to walk. So what are we dealing with here? Jesus didn't do this based on the man's faith. He did it for his own purposes. And he didn't give the man a lesson in theology. He gave everyone around a lesson in who he is and what he can do. But interesting, the, the man's worldview, his view of God and how God operates is very messed up. But we deal with people whose view of God and how God operates is very messed up, whose view of who Jesus is is very messed up. And quite often we want to talk to somebody about God, talk to somebody about faith, talk to somebody about Jesus, and we don't have much of a starting point because they're so confused. They're in such a, a messed up position, in which case Jesus just begins with, the healing. He, he doesn't try to teach the man uh, about the reality of, of how God operates. And for some people, the, the beginning may be seeing our faith at work, seeing God at work in our lives may be the entry point to try and share faith with a person because we need to understand their worldview. Where are they coming from? If somebody is so messed up in their view of who God is, how God works, what sin is, what salvation is, it's going to be a, a long path, but it's got to begin with something foundational. And, and quite often, that's just going to be seeing our faith at work in our lives. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.